Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Welcome to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Bringing you the latest updates from the world of sports, gambling, and pop culture. Because you can't have a show without hot takes or a Tiger King meme these days. Know what I'm saying? Now, with over 200 episodes and ready to get after it again, here's your host, Dwayne Callender. Hello, welcome to the show, folks. So we're going to get into the conversation I have with my dad uh, before uh, in a bit. But, you know, I keep getting questions on the Yankees, and it's very tiresome. Nothing has changed over the last two months of me ripping on the Yankees to now. I kept telling you the Yankees were in trouble way back. This team is poorly constructed from a fundamental standpoint. There is no fix of getting a player in here that's going to salvage this season. This team is done. This season's over. The only thing is you're probably going to see Brian Cashman do a couple of uh, panic moves. And I'll tell you, Trevor Story, Byron Buxton... You know, these guys on deals that are coming up, like, those are not salvaging the season. The fundamental problems with this Yankee squad, bad defense, very similar hitter profiles, too many uh, too many lopsided lineups because there's no balance between left-handed and right-handed batters, too many sluggers on the team. There are just too, there's so much redundancy on this squad. And guess what? That falls at the feet of Brian Cashman, who's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere, folks. Hal Steinbrenner has no inclination of changing Cashman because, frankly, he has no business running the store. Hal Steinbrenner is one of the most inattentive store owners you will want. He doesn't want to be bothered. That's why he shows up to these press conferences over Zoom with the press and like a uh, like a jumpsuit sort of thing. He has. He doesn't want to be bothered with the Yankees. That's why George Steinbrenner never wanted to give him the team in the first place. That's why he split it between Hal and Hank. Because at worst, he figured Hank, uh, who actually cared about the team, would be able to balance Hal, who just cares about making money. But Hank passed away over the... Uh, Last year, and, you know, it's just going further downhill. Let me be frank. The only thing Hal cares about is if the money keeps coming in the door. If the media rights for the Yankees, because they were able to secure that Amazon deal as well, they're still going to be making money on the plus side this year. So, at the end of the day, it's still going to be a success in Hal's mind. If he fires Cashman, he's going to have to go through the effort of bringing in someone to run that organization, handle the PR, go through the motion. Like, he does not want to deal with that. He he really doesn't. So, at the end of the day, for everyone complaining about the Yankees, 
it ain't getting better anytime soon because you actually need a hands-on owner, and the Yankees do not have that. That's why he delegates it to Cashman because he knows Cashman knows enough that he doesn't have to be bothered. And then he can just listen to whatever Cashman says. Boone's the scapegoat. He's done. But at the end of the day, this is on Cashman and his philosophy, which is inherently flawed, that's driving today. But in order to get rid of Cashman, you actually need Hal Steinbrenner to be engaged with the team, which he clearly is not. And so anyone who's saying that this is just a bump in the road for the Yankees, I got news for you. It can definitely get worse from here. Because Baltimore, even though they're still bad, they're actually, if looking at the, their prospects... And looking at what the the Orioles have been able to do last uh, year or so, Baltimore is actually getting there again. Like, uh, Baltimore is actually going to be good in two years. The Blue Jays spent the money. It's going to blow up in three years or less. But for this two-year window, the Blue Jays are going to be a problem for the Yankees. Uh, You know, once the exchange rates uh, uh, blow things up for Toronto... And it's going to happen. It's inevitable. But the Blue Jays are going to be a problem for this two-year window. And then the Red Sox, now that they've got Cora back, the clubhouse is fixed. Like Alex Cora is a very smart guy who is well-liked by players. This is, uh, this is a problem. That's something the Yankees don't have. Aaron Boone's well-liked. He's not, he's not the sharpest tool in the shed. I'm sorry. Aaron Boone's a very nice guy, uh, by all accounts. He is not a good manager. And also, uh, Boone also takes his cues from Brian Cashman, who is also not a smart baseball guy in terms of X's and O's. So, like I said, the Yankees are at a deficit because the Rays are specifically built to beat the Yankees. They build their entire model to beat the Yankees. So when you've got three teams... In this division, that are well suited to beating you, and you are still using an outdated philosophy that is over twenty years old. Because Cashman's been running this ship for uh, twenty years now, and you have one uh, true World Series uh, tied to you. Because realistically, uh, the only team Cashman can truly be considered responsible for is the 9 team. That's it. Everything else is Stick Michael's work. So Cashman realistically only has one World Series uh, win to show for his efforts over the last 20 years. I don't know about you, but that does not, uh, does not stir a lot of confidence in my mind. So at the end of the day, the Yankees are in a world of trouble. And it's not going to get better anytime soon. So anyone who's trying to say that, uh, you know, things are going to improve, I got news for you. This is not the case. It really isn't. So uh, let's get into the conversation with my dad a bit. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, the Olympics in a, uh, in an upcoming episode because team USA basketball, I've heard so many dumb takes on that. I got to do a separate show on that eventually, 
But, uh, yeah, let's get into uh, the convo I have with my dad on the Yankees. Uh, also talk about the Packers as well uh, and, and some of the melodrama there. But, uh, yeah, it, it there are a number of uh, items uh, that have been going on uh, lately. But, yeah, the, the, the Olympics basketball, uh, that's something I just uh, – we got to talk about, but it, we got to talk about it in depth because – no one else is actually doing the, the, the proper work on it, so uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it. So uh, without much further ado, uh, let's uh, let's get into the conversation. Well, you, you got to remember, Kelly, uh, you know, as we go back with uh, talking about uh, the Yankees, but, like, teams in general that uh, go so heavy on driving their prospects. So you brought up the Mets with Generation K because you had uh, – is Ringhausen, Pulsiver, um, oh, God, what was his name? Uh, he ended up, he eventually ended up pitching for the Rays. Uh, it, this was, like, way after he was done, like, as, uh. I can't remember his name. I can't remember his name. I remember his name. I can't remember. Um, oh, my God. I, I, I'm trying to remember. Like, I want to say, I want to say it was Phillips, but it's, like, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. Yeah, I'm, I, 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 I can't remember the guy's name. But they never, they never, none of them ever. Paul Wilson, Paul Wilson, yes, Paul Wilson. Wilson, they never ended up as number one. I'm telling you, you know. Yeah, so it's like you, you had, you had uh, the Mets try this uh, uh I mean, the the Mets tried it again. I mean, if you look back, the uh, uh, Grom, Syndergaard, and Harvey, the Mets, of course, r- r- ruined it again. But it's like most of the time when you try to build, like just through your prospects, and say you, it, 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 it's it's gonna like the most successful case of it was actually Oakland. I mean, as much as people talk about Moneyball. It's still the fact that they had three aces on their squad because you had Mulder, Zito, and, and, and uh, uh, oh god, uh, 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 Hudson, and you know, you had three aces. Like yes, buddy. Like I, I know folks uh, talk, uh, love talking about analytics, but like at the core of it, you still need starting pitching in order for. Uh, so, some of the models that you're trying to base your team around to work out. You still need the pitching. Yeah. And, and, and I know they never want anything. They never want anything. Well, they well, well, well they, 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 they still won because they their payroll was less, Callie. It was a victory yeah. for finances. Finances. Yeah, you tell that uh, fan who goes to scream in the stand. Tell him we won because we, 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 we got the lowest payroll. Hey, hey, get, get, get. Hey, the fans don't know about the red, the red and the black. Uh, well, 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 it's funny that you mentioned that because Oakland basically threatened, uh, uh, the, the A's basically threatened the city of Oakland uh, again, with uh, moving the team to uh, to Golden State or um, or Las Vegas, if they didn't at least approve measures for building out a new stadium that was going to be taxpayer funded again. 
Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I saw that. You know, that they, they started saying, wait a minute, you're doing that shit again? You know. Because they, they haven't won anything, you know, so with, with all the talk, they talk about Moneyball and the thing, they haven't won anything yet. You know, it's the same thing I say about the rules and they talk about the real rule and the way, but you haven't won anything. That's the management, but fans and the staff don't understand that we only pay ten dollars for this guy because all they think is that we don't to you know what it is, guy. That's what you get for ten dollars. No, no trophies. You know. So, uh, yeah, because when the Yankees was being called the Evil Empire and we were piling up World Series trophies. Nobody gave a shit how much he was paying those guys. You know, the fans didn't care. You know what they know? Every October they were jumping up and down in the canyon of heroes. So, it, it, you know, it, it's, it's all well and good for, uh, for people to talk about what prospects you're holding on to and how much you didn't pay. Fans do not care. They want trophies. You know, Barcelona fans don't care how much you pay Messi. As long as when the Champions League is over and, and La Liga is over, they're jumping up and down in the streets and burning cars. Okay, they don't give a shit. What are you telling me about? You know, fans want wins. They want to celebrate. You know, I mean. Look how many fucking games Seattle won. I mean, if you pile up in the in the, the 90s, the amount of times Seattle led the league and won so many games, they never won anything. And fans don't remember that we had the best record in 1990 and 91 and 92. What they know is when they look at the World Series shelf, there is nothing on it. You know? Do you, you, you think somebody's going to hold up a regular season trophy? Yeah. Winners of the regular season. Yeah. Beloved winners of the regular season. That's it. You know. Yeah. But the problem, the thing with the Yankees is what, what, what Stan Brennan can get away with that in New York, people are always going to come out to see the teams because even when the Knicks were shit, those teams... Whoa, 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 wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. What do you mean, were? I, I, keep, I keep hearing people say, like, uh, the, the, how great the Knicks play this. Listen, the East was bad this year. I, 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 I want people to understand this. Milwaukee won a title... Based on the fact that Brooklyn got injured in the middle of the series, it still went to Game 7. If Kevin Durant's toe doesn't end up on the three-point line, Milwaukee gets eliminated by a one-man show, and everyone in Milwaukee gets fired. That And Giannis probably leaves anyway. That's how close the Bucks came to losing it all. So... Giannis can tell me what he wants now. He can say anything he wants now because when you win, you get to talk as much shit as you want. 
Giannis had a pen in his hand, okay? And he was out the door in Milwaukee. If Kevin Durant had that too, a little further back. He was out. Budenhausen was out. You know, there's no way. He can tell. Why do you think he talks so much about uh, not joining um, uh, a, a, a super team? Because he knows that's what he was going to do. Yes. He subliminally told you exactly. And everyone's like, yeah, that's what the league needs. Giannis, uh, uh, Giannis, uh, like, resisting the super teams. And I'm like, I hope you guys realize that he was literally just talking down to everyone because that he was already planning to go if this didn't pan out. <laughs> it's called projecting for a reason. When you win, you can get to talk any shit you want. You can change your tune as much as you want. You know why? You've won. You know, you've won. But, you know, I, okay, look at Budenhausen. He's probably going to get a new contract. And he's the worst coach. He is literally the worst. <laughs> like, that. he might actually be the worst NBA Finals coach we've had. Flat out the worst NBA Finals coach we've had. Because you want to tell me that the the masterful stroke of what he did against Phoenix was the fact that he let Drew Holiday play defense. I'm sorry. You you, you want to tell me you couldn't have done that like like from the beginning? That's not a that's not that's not a technical a stroke of genius. That's literally the very basic of your job, the bare minimum. One of the things is luck is that, and he, they haven't said anything. But you can't tell me something didn't go wrong with Chris Paul after Game Three. I don't know if it's his hands. I, I, I don't know what it is. Listen. But Chris Paul was never the same. He kept throwing the ball away. He, he, his ball handling skills went south. You know, he, he couldn't handle the ball. And he couldn't shoot the ball. He, 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 you can tell that Chris Paul's injured. But here's the thing. Chris Paul always gets injured. Always get there's always something with Chris Paul. It doesn't matter what the situation is. And I think, and I think that's why I think that's why he didn't say anything this time because it's like here we go again. He always gets injured, which he always does. You know, it's 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 it's, it's always. I mean, but it's like, but but even with Chris Paul injured, I still put that series on Devin Booker. Because Devin Booker regressed to starting doing all the dumb things he used to do in his early years. Because Devin Booker started forcing up so many terrible shots, he allowed Milwaukee to run their offense. Because Milwaukee's offense is predicated on you taking a bad shot and then Giannis being able to get to run with a full full steam ahead. Because you're in transition and Giannis is faster than all of you. By leaps and bounds, he is faster than all of you. So as long as that knee was healthy, Giannis was always going to be faster than everyone else on that court. 
same deal. Could you be considered 
uh, can, uh, potentially contagious, and that's the problem. He can't pass that test. No, no, it, it, it's not that he it contracted again. It's just the fact that uh, they, they're measuring if he's potentially contagious to folks. And that's the problem. But it, he's uh, he's registering high enough that it's like it's a potential that he's he could be a spreader. And and once that happens, like uh, you're done. Yeah, but um, yeah, the, but the one thing I, I'll say though, Kelly, and I and this was my point again before when it when it it comes to the Yankees, don't be surprised if Cashman makes one of these desperation trades because it's clearly obvious this team ain't making the postseason at the rate they're going. So don't be surprised if they make a desperation trade at the trade deadline to make it look like. Oh, we care about the fans. Like we're 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 trying we're trying to we're trying to win here. We're like we're we're committed to winning. We're 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 gonna, we're gonna make it happen, guys. Like, don't be surprised uh, if that uh, comes up because I, I'm pretty sure uh, it, it's it's gonna turn into a case where they make a trade. And they bring in like what, uh, whether it's like a Byron Buxton or Trevor Story uh, to bring uh, to bring in someone who's uh, going to be a free agent. So you make a trade for someone who's going to be a free agent anyway. Give up prospects and still have to try to re-sign that guy anyway. Aaron Donald, the best defensive tackle ever. I don't know. Uh, there have been a lot of great defensive tackles. Uh, in NFL history, I mean, technically Re- Reggie was an end, um, but I mean, but I mean, you, you, well, yeah, that's a relief pitcher. Uh, like, okay, I know that's gonna spark the team. Uh, look, let me tell you Now that every team is just going for big hits, now they can all win in the playoffs because they they all look the same. That that's the stupidity of all of it. They all try to do money ball. So now everyone's saying, "Well, it, it works." It's like, yeah, because all of you are running the same the same variation of money ball. No one's trying to do it a little bit differently. It, it's it's comical at this stage. Cashman is he all he has to do is go back and look at the roster when he came in as manager and look at the look at the guys you had. There were a lot of contact hitters. 
He hates contact hitters. The problem is, once you get on base, one hit can break the game open. And it doesn't happen to be a home run. You know? Yeah, every now and then you like your home run. You know, because Jim Lewis hit one of the best home runs I saw, and it brought us back, you know, in that series against Atlanta. Yes. A home run is good. But relying solely on the home run hitters, I, I, you know, see how much, see how much we've won since we started doing that. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, it's just one of those things where, you know, uh, they can say what they want, but the Yankees are in so much trouble overall as an organization. Like people don't want to admit, like the Yankees could. This could be the beginning of them just kind of going down the rabbit hole because, like I said, the Stanton contract isn't going away. You, you like you have to make a decision if you're going to pay Judge or not. To me, I know you can't offload Stanton's contract. You may be better off just trying to trade Aaron Judge in a signing trade. People won't don't want to hear that, but realistic, like being honest, you're probably better off trading Aaron Judge if you're the Yankees. What well, well, Judge is uh, what four years now? Is this four years now? He's he's still he's still under he's still under team control, but the payday is coming soon. Like you may be better off trading Aaron Judge just to get out from having to pay him because to me. If you're having to pay Judge and Stanton, you've just already lost. You've already lost. Like, you have to figure out a way of getting rid of one of them. And to me, no one's taking on the Stanton contract. But I do understand. I remember when Stanton, when the Yankees signed Stanton, and I never understood why they made that move. Because, because, because it comes down to Cashman likes power bats. He always loves power bats. That's always been his heart on. And, sh- and show me, since Stanton has been a Yankee, where has he torn it up? He only can do it in spurts, like, because he can't stay healthy. That's the thing. He can't stay healthy. <laughs> That's one of the first things with him. As soon as he... But it's the same thing with the judge. The judge gets injured at least three times every season. And that breaks your momentum because you end up having to rehab and to come back. Check, check the players. They never, Reggie Jackson have never got injured. He never, you never see them injured. You know? So that's, a, that's one of the, the things about, about hitting. You can't be injured all the time. You know? And both Judge and Stanton, sometimes they both out of the fucking lineup. They both do that. So, like you say, okay, you stuck with a Stanton contract. Don't make a mistake and add judges and a big contract onto that. You may as well look for the prospects. Make make the big trade. You know. Uh. But I don't understand with the Packers. That's the deal you should have made all the time instead of having all this animosity. 
he doesn't want to there, you know. So all you got to do is for everybody talk about that. He got three years, void the last two years. Let him play this year. Make an agreement that you won't franchise him. And you know he's going after next year. That's the reason you, 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 you drafted that quarterback anyway. Hey, you know, because they clearly didn't expect Aaron, Aaron Rodgers to be as good as he was last year and win the MVP. So I thought they should have made that deal a while ago instead of letting this shit drag out all over the summer. Listen. I have no never, idea. never underestimate the desire for white people to sound like they're the smartest person in the room. Like, uh, like if you listen to the Packers, uh, 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 Gutenhusen or uh, Gutengertz, like if you listen to them, like, like uh, be as smarmy and smirky as possible when it comes to Aaron Rodgers. You know this guy's a prick. He likes. He thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. So as soon as Aaron challenged him, he's like, "Who are you? I'm the I'm the guy in charge. I'm bigger than you, Aaron Rodgers." Of course, that's how he was going to treat it. It doesn't mean it. It was a smart way of going about it. It's bad business. You you knew from the get go. You knew from the get go you were going to replace him. He knows you're going to replace him. Why are you being coy about it? <laughs> it, it? It's the stupidest, it's the absolute stupidest thing you can ever think about. You know. Uh, so. Because, because, like, he's trying to make it seem like it's a, it's a win for everyone. It's like, y- you basically forced everyone into this position anyway. And, and like, and again, you get nothing for letting Aaron Rodgers walk after this year. Like, realistically, uh, the smarter way to go about it would have been just to trade Aaron Rodgers and just take the abuse from the fans. But he didn't. But again, to your, uh, uh, to your point, they didn't expect Aaron Rodgers to be as good as he was last year. So that's why they couldn't trade him. Oh yeah, that's 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 the problem. They, they, you know, if they knew that, if they could look at their crystal ball, they would have traded him before last year. You know, because it's like you can't trade the MVP, and I had he's a fan favorite, so they got stuck with that, and they they stumbled that. You know, he can't tell us what to do. He can't treat us like this.
You know, as I was uh, looking through it, and like if people just don't understand, like they like people would just butcher the reference because it's like the reason why Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams uh, like were posted a photo of the Last Dance. Everyone's like, "Well, you can't call it the Last Dance because uh, the Bulls actually won a title together, and uh, Rodgers and Adams never won a title together. It's a stupid reference. It's like." It wasn't called the last dance because the Bulls won a title. It was called the last dance because the Bulls knew management was going to break them up and was forcing them out the door. It's like it's like the Bulls knew that it's like we could try to, we, we would be in a position to win a title and management is still going to force us out the door no matter what we do. And so that's why they called it the last dance because they called it the last dance because it didn't matter if they won the title or not. The management was forcing them out the door. That's why it's called the last dance. I don't understand how people didn't get that reference. It's not because the Bulls had already won titles. It's that they they it didn't matter if they won a title that year or not. Management was going to break them up. He was getting rid of Pippen. He was getting rid of um. The only guy would have been able to stay is Jordan, and Jordan didn't want that. But he was gonna get rid of all those guys because he, he doesn't want to. Um, um, he doesn't want. He didn't want to have to pay Pippen on them. Yeah, Kraus didn't want to pay. Uh, like uh, Ryan Stor- Ryan Storf. Ryan Storf can say whatever he wants because they they all they always make it about Kraus. 
It takes two to tango. Jerry Krause pays. Uh, Jerry Krause works for Jerry Reinsdorf. Jerry Krause can't do that unless Jerry Reinsdorf signs off on it. So, like again, the Packers don't have an owner. So realistically, Gutenhorst, like he 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 in this case, he's the uh, the sole arbiter. He's the one who actually gets to make that call because there's no owner telling him no. So that's the only case where the last dance parallels don't hold up is that the Packers don't have a true owner. They have a CEO who's who's making the final call here. But the reason why it's 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 the last dance is because Rodgers and Adams know no matter what, even if they won the title, even if they won the Super Bowl, this this ownership group, uh, uh, this uh, manager team was going to break them up because you realize Devontae Adams. They never gave him an actual proper contract extension negotiation. The man never got any of that. It's like he's been a top five receiver for over six years now. Never got one legitimate discussion. Like all these other receivers getting paid. Devontae Adams is like begging for crumbs. (laughs) It's like Aaron Rodgers can't get a number, uh, number two wide receiver. Devontae Adams can't get a contract extension. It's like uh, the the Packers like literally did this to themselves. (laughs) But uh, yeah, but uh, anyway, Callie. Oh, oh, before before uh, before I let you go, uh, how do you feel about the Dream Team struggles? Given the fact that not a single one of them outside of uh, uh, outside of. uh, Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, nobody else has really actually played Olympics basketball besides Kevin Durant. Like, I-, I love how everyone acts surprised that it's like, wait a second, this isn't the NBA? They don't allow you to travel at will? What's going on here? Yeah. Um, tell me something. Well, let me tell you something. Like I say, the one good thing is that I have no interest in the Olympics, so I haven't watched any of those games. Any, I mean, any. You know, I, I, I don't have the time to, to, to bother. Uh, all right, so we'll, we'll talk later. All right, take it easy, Kelly. Okay. All right, take care. All right, that's going to do it for me, folks. Again, we're going to cover the Olympics a little bit uh, further on in an upcoming episode. But, uh, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, there are a number of teams across Major League Baseball that have issues. None more so than the Yankees that could actually be trying to make major moves ahead of the trade deadline. And I just think it's going to be a complete waste of trade assets. But who knows? That does it uh, for uh, myself, uh, my papa, who joined me today. So uh, enjoy the day, everyone, and until next time. Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Throwdown Podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and all other major outlets. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.